Welcome back, people. We are back from a full-blown weekend of fun and dumb <laughs> bullshit. And now we are also on some dumb bullshit. I haven't been home in seven days. Mike's on the road again. Vinny, I saw you quickly. How the fuck are you? Dude, I'm so good. I feel like I just saw you yesterday. Um, what a weekend. What a way to celebrate our guy getting married. I got to tell you. Uh, Boston? I've never been. I love that place. I could see myself living there. Top three, arguably best cities in the U.S. I mean, granted, it's a mess and bars only stay open till 2 a.m. Those are my only gripes. That's but- the shitty part. Let's be honest, though. Do we need to be out on you later than two o'clock? No, no, no. It's <laughs> we weren't doing anything good. <laughs> it's a blessing. We weren't out past 2 a.m. Just for the simple fact when you start drinking before noon. Yeah. The old adage says if you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. So we started in the morning most of every day. We were ready to rock and roll by 1130, 1145 at the latest. Yeah. And we went and saw the town. The North End may have won the entire trip. I mean, just very cool. Very. We were there a lot. We were there a lot. Uh, Seaport was cool as well. Seaport was very cool. I mean, hey, here's what happens. When you get a group of 12 people together, right? Italians. And and (laughs) 90%, 95% (laughs) of them are primarily Italian. You're going to spend a lot of time in the places that have Italian restaurants. Yes. Not only that, you're going to spend a lot of time in the places where all the grease balls are. So that's where we spent a fair amount of our time. We fit in like a glove. (laughs) We we truly did fit in like a glove. We really did uh, fit in like a glove. The thing I will say, too, about that is I the food was great and the old fashioned vibe of the city was great. I think we don't really get that much in Chicago. And I think uh, all of us seem to appreciate it. But I will say as well that and you can hear it a little bit in my voice right now. But I will say that we all we all definitely yelled a little too much. That's another thing about being Italian. (laughs) Oh, well, that's part of it. A lot of hand talking. Uh, You know, (laughs) inherently, there was an argument at one point. Yep. Um, you know, it's just how things are going to happen. You know, Vinny called it. He's like, he got there. He's like, there's way too many Italians here, not for there to be a riff at some point. There's got to like, be. You're probably right. Now, <laughs> it fucking happened. I think the highlight of the entire trip is Fenway Pack. I yes. mean, Fenway Pack is true. And you have to say it that way, by the way. You got to say Fenway Pack. Yeah. That was if bad, too. Abba. 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 You guys are having a wicked pisse because we were having a wicked pisse. I mean, there's no two bones about it. We had a wicked pisse going on that entire weekend. But all in all, I mean, the appreciation for the group for being there for myself was truly just something to behold. And yeah, I don't know if that like if I could bottle that time up, uh, as Jim Croce would say, uh, yeah, I'd keep that thing forever because it was truly a one of one experience. And Fenway, like you said, beautiful. Maybe a little bit of Mikey Tears showed up just out of the beauty of it. Maybe. <laughs> I'll, Maybe. You know what? For the sake of just saying <laughs> fuck it, I'll post it on the Insta because it, it was. It brought a tear. To, it's like bucket list material. How, how are you? Not, if you're a real baseball fan, like real deal baseball fan, yeah. if you wanted to go somewhere your entire life. It's difficult not to get a little emotional there. I mean, I'm Vince, not even hating. It's the Mecca. I was freaking out when we walked in. Vince was literally Vince and I were walking in together and he looked at me as we're walking up the, the, the staircase to heaven and quote. And he's like, 
dude, why am I so emotional right now? I'm like, dude, I feel every minute of this because it's an emotional time. I mean, hell yeah. We had the, we had the 502 perch running out all the booze and food you could eat. I mean, we just had a fucking hoot. It was epic. And And won a little bit of money on the Blue Jays. Sorry, Boston fans. (laughs) Sorry, Boston fans. We didn't have a ton of sweat in that game. We were just like looking at the odds and we were looking at everything. And we hit bets pretty quick. So Vladdy Jr. to hit a home run. That happened in the first. Over the monster. Yeah, over the monster. I mean, legit, the first pitch of the game was a home run, which was truly impressive in itself, in my opinion. We went to the right one. Hmm. Went to the best one with a better group of people. Couldn't have been. So all in all, it was an awesome one. We we got into a fair amount of debauchery. We had a great time. And yeah, definitely 10 out of 10 would go back. Same. What a yeah, time. And you can hear it in our voices right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say lots of happening <clears throat> <clears throat> well, today, but we're doing thing. it. We come. Here's the thing. I told my friends when they were booking this, I'm like, listen, guys, they said, I have a work conference from... That following week, so in Sin City, <laughs> in Sin City of all places, that I have to be at for the entire week. I'm like, so if we could try and spread it out, that'd be great. They're like, oh yeah, you, you know, that that's cool. Oh yeah, no, we're definitely fucking doing it the week before your major <laughs> conference. So literally, took a plane flight from Chicago to Boston, then Boston five hours to Las Vegas. Got to my resort. Now I'm currently recording at the resort in which we're doing our conference. We don't quit, people. That's one thing you'll always know about the Dag Squad Boys. Whatever it is, we're here for it. So Every week, three and a half years, baby, and we're not stopping now. We can't stop, won't stop, as Diddy would say. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So, <laughs> no, all in all, that was that was the time. Um, so, Vince, it, it looks like you may have a strange and unusual on our I hands. Do. I do. Mean, we um, did have a strange and unusual time, but this is pretty strange and unusual. Let's go from something fun to something a little dark. Uh you sent this to me, I think, last week. A couple more things have come out about it, but Dennis Hernandez, famously Aaron Hernandez's brother, also known as DJ Hernandez, he uh, is in a bit of trouble right now. He did get arrested. Um, essentially, Dennis Hernandez is kind of a nut, similar to his brother. Uh, he got accused of threats against UConn. Um, the victim who spoke to the police told them that Hernandez is extremely sick and his mental health is deteriorating. Um, he told her he'd gone to the University of Connecticut and mapped the school out, quote unquote, and was planning a school shooting. Um, and the investigation started when a woman contacted the police saying that he has been displaying very er- erratic behavior. She was concerned he might try to hurt somebody. And ac- according to the arrest warrant that was put out about him. Scary shit. Very scary stuff, and the climate of the world and mental health and where we are overall is uh, truly a interesting one. Um, you look at all this, and, and you look at um, the Hernandez brothers. I don't know where the CTE comes in here. I know that they both played college football, but I, I don't know if this is him like manifestoing his way back to his brother, potentially. I don't know. This is just... Very interesting in a way, though, to break down the psychology of it all, because what what makes you want to do this? What makes you want to go out of your way to, and quote, hurt innocent people? Yeah, he got contacted by the police. He said he was on foot and armed. He said if anybody was approaching, he would kill all of them, according, referring to the police. He got tased at his house and taken into custody. Um, 
Yeah, I think there's definitely a mental break. I mean, I would definitely freak out if my brother died in the fashion that he did. I'm sure that there's a lot going into it mentally, but I'm just happy that everybody's safe. And it's scary. Well, that's what I'm saying, too. It's like years ago. Maybe it's just been mustering up, maybe. That's what it looks like. It looks like there's some chemical imbalance in the brain here. Now, what do you think? Are we over-undering? Maybe this will be on FanDuel. Are we over-undering his prison sentence? I mean, what does does a conspiring to... What's the line? Create, what's the line on this? <laughs> four to, and a half to, years. Four and a half, ten and a half. Is it ten or over? Can it I'm, be if you never did anything? Yeah, I don't know if conspiring. Conspiring or, to kill? Conspiring to plan a mass shooting or leading through. I mean, hey, I, I think it definitely deserves some sort of mental evaluation if he can be out in public. I mean, that's absolutely this, true. <laughs> he was talking I, to this girl know. basically telling her his plan. Do we have a lawyer? <laughs> Do we have a lawyer that listens to the show? We'd be curious to know if you got it, phone it in, right? I mean, that honestly, dude, that... we need a lawyer because I feel like there's been a couple times where we're like, how does this work legally? I think we need somebody on retainer that we can call and be like, hey. What do you think happens in this case? Just so we don't sound as stupid as we usually All do. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> If there are any lawyers that are fans of the Taxi Squad podcast, please reach out to us. We would love to have you on, especially if you focus in the criminal lawyer phase of the world. We would love to discuss with you where this is going and how it could go for taxi the squad lawyer, baby. Dennis Hernandez to be the Taxi Squad lawyer. Uh, <laughs> I actually do have a cousin who's studying law at, uh, at the University of Oregon, so that may be a phone call we could all make. Let's just let them let them graduate and then we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, law student potentially, you never really know. So time will tell. Time will tell what the, what's gonna happen with this guy. But over under, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go over the 10 mark. Over 10 years. Well, how old is he? He is 35, maybe. I okay. think. Or maybe that was the person that called in. Um but I mean, he—he's not like he was similar to age of his brother. I want to say, uh, he's thirty-seven. Okay. Also, mind you, he was arrested for the fourth time this year. So it's not hmm. like this is his first arrest. He's been arrested a lot. So I think there's a lot more going on behind the behind it than we think. There's Maybe a, he doesn't there's... go to jail and just goes to an asylum or something. Well, I, how many offenses does it take where you become just like an unstable citizen to like the Joker? It's like, how many licks does it take to get into the middle of the Tootsie Pop? How many sentences does it take until you think maybe this guy might be a killer? Maybe this guy could be a menace to society. But with our with our lawyer, I mean, with our law system, I don't know how this is going to work. But then again, it is in Connecticut. So, I mean, it is in, quote, the Ivy League. What else happens in Connecticut? Pizza. Does it? I mean, you got the Ivy League and you got pizza. And then. ESPN and that's it. And I guess there's some casinos. Uh, It's like the biggest whatever state ever. I mean, we were like two hours away. And I mean, you could go to Sally's or you could go to uh, Pepe's. And they're very similar and they're on the same block. And and that's why New Haven, Connecticut does get the title uh, pizza capital of the country. No shit. I didn't even know that. I feel like that that's a questionable title. That, no, that's what Portnoy gave it. Beats capital of the country. 
Yeah. All right. Well, fun fact: Dave Portnoy just bought back all shares of Barstool Sports. He didn't buy back. Was... He got it back for free. He got it back for free. Yeah. So Penn National Gaming signed a deal with ESPN. So now ESPN is the company backing their sports book. So they had to get they had to cut ties with Barstool to get with ESPN, and they gave the company back to Portnoy. Which, what a move by him! He gets five hundred and fifty million, and then they just hand it back to him. Like here you go. What a businessman. What honestly. What I think a, he got lucky too, but yeah, seriously. Well, what a sometimes in life it's that. So hey. it's it's luck. It's that. You never know who you could potentially meet. Right? That's true. I mean, and like, that, I feel like for their sake too, just like in the line of work that I'm in, especially like gaming reg- regulation is, is stringent and they're very particular about that in a state, like any state, but statewide it differs between different, you know, state like states sorry to use that word so many times um so them being in like you know massachusetts and then you go to illinois and then you go to that you have to make sure that you're following all your bases they're not necessarily the most like cleaned up company in the world and then if, it, if it's going to be easier for them to focus on in on an espn that's a lot, little more buttoned up i think it works better for everybody i also think on the barstool part of it they can start doing shit and being a little more lackadaisical with their gambling information because I know that that becomes an issue after a while, especially when you're in the national spotlight. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the sports world right now where, you know, you see companies like Barstool becoming a thing. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the guy by the name of Bob Does Sports. And Vince, I know you've told me about this guy before. I love him. Actually, <laughs> He's the <a> man. <laughs> Is he? Okay, so I've never heard of him till today. Uh, my my coworker Zach brought it up to me. Coworker at this point, he's a he's a he's a friendy. He's a BF. loved him, loved him. He showed up this weekend. Shout out to St. Louis Zach on the pod. Anyways, um, so Zach brought it up. He's like, "Oh, do you know Bob does sports?" I was like, I, "I can't say I've heard of him." He's like, "Oh, well, he's put he's clearly putting on an event in this hotel right now." I go, "He is." He's like, "Yeah." I go, "Really?" He's like, Did "Yeah." You go? So I, I was like, I saw him checking in. No, Vince, I didn't fucking go. I'm here on a work conference. You um, <laughs> but a lot of a lot of like influencers are here because of it. So like I got an opportunity to check out the pool today because I had like a three hour window mm-hmm. and uh, I was splashing around with my nephew who lives in Las Vegas. My my aunt, his grandmother brought him and we were splashing around. By the way, if you have a young nephew, uh, women flock to you. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So Faith Ordway was in the pool. Shout out to to her. If we could get her on the pod, that's like that'd be awesome. Dream type material. If you're listening to this, Faith, <laughs> and I met her today. Sweetheart, sweetheart, absolute sweetheart. So I, I mean, it could spark a whole other thing, and ultimately it becomes like the influencer era. Because if I walk around this hotel, there's a lot of kids in like goofy hats and tattoos, baggy jeans, baggy jeans, <laughs> looking like a fucking, you know, uh, catalog item out of a Sears thing. In the I think 90s, this is, like I think this is safe to say, I don't think you're going to disagree with it, but I think I'm probably closer to that than you are. I feel like you in that Whoa. scenario is like not a good mix. If, if I'm old guy wearing what the Gen Z kids are wearing today, right. I look like the fucking old guy wearing stuff that I had in my closet from 1998. That's kind now, of what I'm saying. That's kind of what I'm saying. But I'm. Right. it's more just like I'm sure you were wearing like your business 
like fit or like something similar no, to that. Vince, I was at the pool. I was sealing okay. it up, man. I was looking, right. you know, I was looking, uh, you know, kind of like uh, as if I could play defensive end or def- more so defensive tackle, let's face it. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> not that stout. But in that sense, yeah, I, I, I just, I couldn't get away with that. Like my, my 2B brother-in-law is 19. He wears all this trendy shit. He goes thrifting, pays $120 for a shirt from a concert from, Box. you know, the 90s, you know. And he was like, he found this Blackhawks shirt um over christmas and he was like oh dude this is retro this is so cool and it's dope and all this shit and like one thing goes into it and i'm looking at this i'm like i can't wear this i can't fucking wear this i I got it for vince though because (laughs) i knew he could and he's the hell out of that i wear the hell out of that dude and he looks great in it i mean he looks dope as fuck but i can't get away with that because i would just like a little like old guy i'll just make sure that i'm keeping on trend for the both of us it's true Exactly. Vince can be yeah. the trendy one at these events, and I'll just be like the gray guy. He'll be like, is that your uncle? He'll be like, no, it's my co-host, yeah. you fucking dick. And he's only like three, four years older than me. <laughs> hey, sales will do it to you. You got enough gray sure. hair from it. You know, that's that's me. But all in all, though, I mean, yeah, it's it's a different world, and world we're definitely trying to make our mark in, and, and we'll see where it goes. And with all that being said, if we're going to make our mark, we got to be clean shaven. And True. There is there is no better company to shave with than the Henson Shaving Company. This part of today's episode is brought to you by none other than our friends at Henson Shaving. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you already know that we swear by Henson Shaving. We've been using them for months and there really isn't a better product out there. The Henson razor puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. This razor is made by using CNC machines to aerospace standards. That's right, rocket ships, people. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning that the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. It's literally one blade. Be, be safe. Please be safe. They're very sharp. You twist on the top and you get to work. It's that easy. You remember the beard bet? You remember me shaving off the whole thing. If you need to watch somebody use it, go on my Instagram and check it out because it's really that easy. Cost ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is essentially $177 less than normal cartridge razors. They're sustainable. It's precise. It's Henson shaving. It's got a nice weight to it. It's made out of metal. None of this plastic garbage. So please use the promo code the Taxi Squad. T-H-E-T-A-X-I. S-Q-U-A-D at checkout and you'll receive a hundred pack of blades free with the purchase of the razor. So you go on the site, you add the razor that you're looking for, and then you add a hundred pack of razors, you'll get those for free. For most users, this amount of blades will last you two to five years depending on how often you shave. So that promo code again is the Taxi Squad at HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. Mike, the Pac-12 is dead. Death it's- is here. I mean, I really feel bad for Oregon State and Washington. I really do. Yeah. Like, they're just out on this island right now. It's sad. But even so, like, Cal. Cal's had good teams in the past. They haven't been good in a long time. They Stanford, same thing. Same thing. Like, Do they go off and spin off on their own independent? So Stanford, I think, has to. I think Stanford has to go, go the Notre Dame route, right? Where they're like, all right, this is... 
they're not going to be Ivy League, obviously. So like they like academically they could be, but they're too far out of the way. Even though that doesn't matter much anymore. And then what happens to Cal? Where do they go? Big Twelve. I think Big Twelve is going to be like the home spot for a lot of teams, but they have to give you the bid. And do they even want that? Because they already got Colorado, who should be on and up. They got Utah. Big Ten obviously gets both Los Angeles schools and Oregon and Washington. Like, who wants to add any more? It's going to be like the Big Ten's going to have like twenty five teams. Well, They're going to change I clearly their name. had a I clearly had a defunct article because the, clearly there was some commotion about the big USC moving to the Big Twelve, and I was confused clearly, about that. I was so we confused, and forgive us yeah. to our listeners, we looked like total stooges and clowns. But it is the Big I Ten. I just trust and, you because you're my source. <laughs> well, I know, but I was clearly reading an article that was either defunct or old, and I mean, it could all change. I mean, nothing's really set in stone, but I just. I don't know how you, you UCLA and USC are going to play in Illinois in December. Rutgers, dude. Rutgers. They're going to go to Rutgers? Wisconsin. I mean, but now do teams like, you know, Rutgers or maybe Penn State say, I'll go join the Big 12. Um, clearly, the Arizona schools are going to go to the Big 12. Um, yeah. That, that's going to be a must. Um, and then Utah would potentially join the big 12. We, we are looking at the complete disappearance of the pac 12. And this is something Norman Nate has brought up uh, time and time again. Happy every time he's come guy. on. I feel like, yeah, every time he's, he's, come on. he's been calling it from the beginning and, and we've been meaning to have him back on and, and we will next week. Cause we'll have the time now with all of that being said, I would love to hear his opinion because he called this shit. And this is now becoming almost like, the next professional slash sports league in all of them. So it's like a baby NFL legit. I mean, it it already was going that route. I feel like, so this isn't, this isn't the most surprising thing in the world. It's just weird to see an entire conference get decimated like this. Like we said, there's four teams in the PAC 12 right now. They lost eight in the last, like what feels like year. They've lost eight teams for in their conference. Um, It obviously wasn't the strongest one. That's been clear the last, I don't know, five years or so. I mean, Oregon's had some good teams, but it's it, they weren't the powerhouse that they once were. Um, and now you're sitting at a at a place where it's ACC, SEC, but SEC takes that over. Big 12 and Big 10 are just going to be two other power conferences to go against the SEC. Well, but now teams like Washington and Oregon State might look at the ACC and will you give us a bid? And chances are they will. Uh, yeah. Same thing with Cal. Um, same like thing Florida with Stanford. State considering moving. Like, where are they going to go? SEC, maybe. They have nowhere else to go. That's kind of what I'm thinking. They would get smoked in the SEC. There is no way they would but even play competitive football there. It's cyclical, and they come around and they play really well every now and then. Or like the U, dude. Same kind of idea. It's like, yeah, they'll beat up on teams in the ACC, but if they like, eventually, it's going to have to be what three conferences. It looks that way right now. Uh, it's going to be four for now, uh, Big Ten, Big 12, and uh, the ACC and the SEC. And then I think eventually in the next decade, we'll just see two mega conferences and you'll be done with it. Yeah, like and, West and East or something like that. Well, so I was doing some reading on the Pac-12 network, and they were trying to flip it to oh, their shit. own subscription. 
So they were trying to flip it to their own description, their own prescription where they were going to make you get yeah, prescription description. I mean, Hey, you might need a football prescription True. because certain it's times magical. of the year necessitate that. But <laughs> the, <laughs> the subscription would be for the PAC 12 and they thought they were going to make all this money on it. Similar to like how the Cubs make all the money on the marquee network. Uh, now, with all of that, I do foresee something happening where the Pac-12 and maybe the ACC line up. If they were to do that, that would be smart. Now, a lot of those are Southern Belt states, though, so that's a lot of long flights. Yeah, Oregon State versus Miami. <laughs> that is the longest flight in the U.S. <laughs> it's straight across the country. I just yeah. did a five. That's a five and a half hour flight easy, if not six. It could be longer. Yeah, it's kind of like so, flying to Europe from here. The, the thing I saw... The thing I saw from the Pac-12 subscription model, too, is that, I mean, it's not going to be on conventional TV, so you don't get the the TV splits that you, they usually would get. So their whole selling point is, hey, we get 25 million people to join. It's like if we were able to do that and we split it all together, we don't have to cut it up between like the rest of the conferences or like the actual network, which I guess sounds good in a nutshell, but... If you're talking Pac-12, and this is why a lot of teams were like, this is a horrible model and why that isn't going to happen anymore, is because these aren't the biggest teams in the country. And a lot of people aren't going to be like, well, I mean, some people will. I think you and I probably would. But for yeah. the ca- for the like average casual watcher isn't going to be like, well, shit, I'm going to miss like Stanford's games. Like, I got to spend an extra freaking $15 a month to get this. Right. I don't think that was going to happen. And all of them were like, all right, fuck it. I'm out. Now they're just completely out and the Pac-12 is screwed. Well, if you're going to watch the Pac-12, you want to see UCLA. You want to see USC. You want to see Oregon. You want to see Washington. You want to see. That is the Pac-12. It is the Pac-12. It literally is in a nutshell. So it. next year is going to be interesting. This last year, a lot of people are calling out the big four. Um, and, and it's, I don't know this year. It's just difficult for me to see Georgia or Bama not making it. And then everybody's throwing Michigan in the mix and then USC as well. Now USC, if here's the question to you, if USC does not make the final four in this year's college football playoff, is it a complete disappointment of a year for USC? Um, final four is tough though. Because, I mean, they are, they're they're going to have the best quarterback. I think that's already known. That's an agreed It's the best thing. quarterback in the country. The kid's amazing. Yeah, but is that guaranteed, like, playoff Final Four? I don't know about that. If I were them, I think a lot of people are thinking that. So I think if they're going to, you know, shoot for the stars, like, they're not going to win the national championship this year. I really don't think so. Um, I would say huge disappointment, no. I would say if they're not even vying for it at the end of the year, then that's a real issue. Yeah, I believe that. I, I think I think that if Caleb has a stunning year, if the defense can play up to a level that Alex Grinch has never gone to, then that will be the case. Now, there might be a surprise team who comes through the ranks. We'll see. Well, Everybody... one in like South Bend, Indiana? No. No. <laughs> no. See, the only – and here's what I – and I'm not a Notre Dame fan, but I will give Notre Dame credit. Let's go. They are an independent <laughs> – and they have always made a ton of money for that school, and people want to play them because they drive a fan base and they drive money. It's history, and baby. It, it's history. So you can't deny the history. They'll never join a conference. It's been stated in a million years. They have the deal with ABC or no NBC, and they always probably will. So 
Well, they they'll only join a conference unless they have to. Right, right now is making it clear that they don't have to, and they're actually playing their cards kind of right. Like they've done it for so long that it's actually working out for them a little bit. But like we just said earlier, if it goes into that, you know, two conference type deals and you have like what three teams that are independent outside of that, there is going to come a time where it's like, all right, you guys got to fit either here or there. Like once that happens, you have to, you have to pick a side. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I do agree. I, I think that ultimately it is, going to become two super conferences as i've stated in year in and year out and this is going to be a very interesting year for college football the last year uh, of a traditional format and i think we're going to be some of the last people around to tell our kids we remember a time when the big 10 had 10 teams in it remember remember when the big 10 was aptly named Not and they'll never anymore. they're never going to become the big 15 or it's just it'll never happen because branding <laughs> yeah no for it's sure and also branding. like that logo looks great like they can't just change that it looks amazing yeah i agree i agree with all of that so let's um let's see where it goes i i, I just need to hear norman nate's take on this because yes. we've been talking about it for a long time and we just may dedicate an entire episode to it so sir if you're listening right now just you're on get deck ready. get a couple practice swings in because we get, need get ready player we, we got some <laughs> we, we got some you. we got some talking ahead of us now i mean the nfl is closer than ever coming back the hall of fame game happened which is a total fucking snooze fest i mean but it's back it. Yeah, I didn't but even care back. to watch it. We I didn't watch that. a minute of it. I didn't watch any of it, but it's back. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't even start the game. It was like the Zach Wilson show, and who wants okay. to watch that? For that being said, though, did you see that clip of the video where Aaron Rodgers was calling the plays for him? Yeah, it's because his daddy. That was kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I'm a it's fan of Aaron Rodgers not on the Packers. I will say that. No, I'm not. I, I'm not a fan I think of the guy. Fuck I think him. it's well because at least I can watch him without just just hate boiling in my body. Like I used to always watch him and be like, "Fuck you, fuck everything you stand for." Now I'm like, "Whatever." He's on the Jets. He's gonna beat up on the Patriots. Like I'll take it. He's not our problem anymore. Rogers Vince over here. Who'd have thunk it? He. We've I'm, done a, a full, I'm just saying I don't I don't dislike him to a core anymore. I do when he's in a Packers uniform. We've done uniform. a full 180. When he retires as a Packer, I'm gonna hate his ass again. But this is like Favre on the Jets. It's like, it's like you're sitting there just getting your ass beat, and then you turn around, and then someone else is getting their ass beat, and then you get to watch it. I like that. Like yeah. I know how that feels, man. It sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. No, I'd agree. It, it definitely does suck. I, I just, I don't know. If Jordan Love turns out to be good, I'm, I'm gonna be really upset. It's not looking to be the case, although a lot of a lot of people are coming out saying that Jordan Love looks really good in practice. Now, whatever well, the fuck that's supposed to be. Fields is this many interceptions and fuck Jordan Love is this many interceptions. That is going to be the case for a while at the very least. And this kind of brings me into my first point, too. Did you see the fan festivals that they had this weekend? Uh, I used to go to that growing up. No, I didn't. I, I so, just knew Lollapalooza was going on. That well, so then that's that's my point too. And if people follow me on Twitter, this is a a reheated take. So sorry if <clears throat> if you already saw this, but the Bears had their fan festival this weekend. The Packers had their fan festival this weekend. The Packers had a shit ton of people. 
like a lot of people there. The Bears one was considerably smaller for sure. Um, things going on in Chicago this weekend. Um, there was the Taste of Marquette Park. There was a jazz festival. And last but not least, Lollapalooza was happening in Grant Park along with the Bears thing. So the Bears thing happened. It was next to Lollapalooza. Traffic would be horrible, parking, all that shit. I understand why people aren't going to that thing, truly. <laughs> Green Bay had it on the same day. There's no Lollapalooza in Green Bay. There isn't even a place to hold any Palooza in Green Bay. And my thought process is the only thing that can stop that from happening is like a yogurt sale or something crazy at the Meyer that weekend that requires people to wait in line. Cause what the fuck else is happening in green Bay? Well, green Bay is a sleepy little town and the entire economy is based off of that football team. And right. that is no joke. And there is nothing really else in green Bay. Mine is like they all were able to leave their house for the first time. And they like hibernate like bears waiting for football season to start again. Well, if you've ever been there, there's not a lot around there except bars and hotels. And then there's like a downtown area and it's really small where you can buy like hand hand painted ceramics. Yeah, if that's your thing. I mean, but <laughs> I feel like that's all they literally <laughs> it's in the middle of a neighborhood. I mean, you look across the street, it's just a house, houses, houses, houses. It's just all very, very residential. And it's Papa been John's forever. and the Chili's. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. li- there is nothing in Green Bay. So to sit here and say that the fan day at Soldier Field wasn't just totally slammed is not a surprise. Now, about your bottom dollar in October, when there's nothing else going on on a Sunday, you yeah. will see those seats packed. And those are the most uncomfortable seats on the planet. They're made right, of fucking cardboard or something. Horrible. They're horrible. Horrible. And then if you go uh, to the upper deck, you are in big jeopardy of potentially falling on your face and dying. So you remember that song by U2? Where it's like, there's a thing called vertigo. That's what you get when you're up there. I sat at the top row like two years ago, like at the tippy top during the preseason to go see it. It, you I don't like heights. Heights aren't good for a big I boy. Fucking I hate heights. I'm a big fan of gravity. Gravity is real. Gravity is especially hard on me and other big lads. Looking down on that and like going down the stairs, I'm like, I'm going to die. Like someone, I'm not even kidding, was smoking a little blunt up there. And we're sitting there and I'm like, I'm not going to tell on this guy, whatever. And then security no. comes up and he's like, <gasps> he's like, who's smoking weed up here? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like standing there looking around and then he's like, oh, damn it. He goes all the way down. The guy's like, he's not coming back, bro. I'm going to smoke this blood again. Yeah, fuck no, he ain't coming back. I was like, back. it's so bad up there that they won't even stop a guy smoking an entire blunt inside of a stadium because it's too, fu- too far up there. Yeah, it's it's very steep. Last season during the Lions game, there was a fight that broke out up there and some big cat fell like 10 rows. Yeah, scary. Scary. Like, he was a big kid. Like, he was the size of Vinny, and he fell 10 rows, and boy, he felt every fucking row. Oh, yeah. Just dent, Like, dent, who's, dent. who's that brave? <laughs> who's that brave to get in a fight up there on that cold of a day? Not I. I. I'm not brave enough to fight anybody you on the street. You chirp at me on a day like that, I'm just going to be like, yeah, man, that's your opinion. Good for you. Cool. Yeah. Onward and upward. That, though. Yeah. Onward and upward. Now, I don't know. To me, the Bears this year, it looks good. You, you, from what you see, either the defense is going to be porous or the offense is finally going to take a turn. A lot of people are having a lot of high hopes on Justin Fields, so that could happen. Temper them. Temper them. 
I agree. Temper them. I'm tired of the, I'm tired of Chase Claypool being stuffed down my football throat. I really He's am. Had a good training camp. What the fuck does that mean? He's also <laughs> taking modeling pictures and something that looks like it's made out of wheat. I didn't see right? that. Oh, you like don't want to see that. I'm gonna have to look that up on the hub later. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the only thing I'm getting at is, is that I just and a lot of people stated this about him. They never believed his focus was on football. And I believe so, that a lot of people thought that about Juju too, for what it's worth. Well, ju- what's Juju done? I mean, he 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 went to a team that was very very good and just kind of existed for a year yeah. and won a ring. So good for you, bro. But did did you really do too much for that? I don't think so. So I saw a ranking for wide receiver university. Okay, and that ranking had. USC is the number one school for wide receivers in the NFL right now. Wow. Not a I surprise get that at they're all. up there, but in my head, I think Ohio State and I think LSU, personally. I'm surprised that LSU wasn't ranked above USC. I, I Wait. Timeout. You yes. were surprised LSU wasn't ranked above USC for wide receivers? Yes. I mean, we'd two, have to look at that list. They have No, I'm saying in the NFL right now, two right. top five wide receivers are from LSU right now. Right. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Correct. And then you got also St. Brown, who I've been talking about on this show for years. Top 10, From though. the beginning of the show. He's top. He's top. Probably top five at this point. Let's face close. it. Close. Well, I'll give it to him. Close, but I mean, he's an absolute dog, and he's not Jordan the biggest Addison, guy. We in the don't world. know yet. Jordan Addison. They're already saying him and Kirk Cousins look to be like on the same page. Maybe which I'm sure he's going to be good. Stimulation things together, just feeding off each other's thoughts. <laughs> I'm just. Yeah, saying, so, maybe. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be good. It's just in my head. It's like. Two top five guys. OBJ went there. Not to mention he's older now, but he still went there, and he's still he's still going to perform this year supposedly. Like, and then you look at OSU, and you're like, they also got studs on that team too. I don't know if they're better yeah, or worse, but I, I think they all do. To be honest, I just think that over the decades, USC's been synonymous with that pipeline of talent it's all been offensive talent now lsu to me is cornerback you patrick peterson tyler matthew you know you look at that that to me is lsu not necessarily wide receivers that's true it's just in my head if you got i mean justin jefferson's the best wide receiver in the league i don't think you can argue that anymore um no and jamar chase is top five so in my head, if you got two guys that are top five, one of them is the best there. Like you almost got to just well, give him the crown for now. I mean, we could sit here and say Travis Kelsey is more of a wide receiver than he is a tight end. You think Cincinnati is the top five school I'm, for receivers? If it Greg Olson brought this up recently, he said that if Kelsey gets another year of the same production he's had, literally, mm-hmm. he may go down as the best tight end to ever do it. I think that's fair. I mean, he leads the league every year better in yards than after Tony catch. Jeep. Yeah. Better than Gronk. Yeah. Because what is he, in year seven or eight now? Almost, yeah. He's 32. 
you almost gotta just crown him. <laughs> and I, you gotta assume he's just gonna keep it going. You want to crown the bastard? Crown him. As, I'll do it. Uh, Danny Green said. I'll do it. He's yeah. a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. He's an absolute dog. I I couldn't disagree with that. Now, I don't know, Vince. I mean, back to the tail of the tape here, though. I mean, Green Bay. I'm excited for the two games this season. It's going to be electric. Yep. Now, to the Rogers point, Hard Knocks looked like it came in, and Robert Sala's talking about birds and flying high and all this philosophical shit. He's he's either a guy who gets you like really hyped up. Yep. Or like you're like, all right, this guy's a little full of shit. Are you getting the Sirianni grow plants feeling right now? I mean, Sirianni growing plants, it worked. <laughs> it worked. For whatever it fucking worked. reason, it worked. It worked. I, that's the only reason that's the only thing I could say. Sirianni growing plants worked. Because I remember you saying that you're like, this shit is not gonna work. <laughs> well, he had one working. way to he yeah. had one one way to go, and that was either up or down, and he chose yep. up. So good for him. And I mean Hell it's yeah. It, there's a lot to be proven still. A whole lot to be proven still there. No so, doubt. I think their defense, like we know their defense is going to be good. I think that's just a for sure. Um, but you don't know how that whole offense is going to end up working. You don't know if Rodgers is going to take a step back on a new team and a different offense. Obviously, Getsy's getting not a, or not Getsy's not a different me. offense. Well, right, because <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett's in there too and Rodgers yeah, runs it. But guy. even so different place whatever it may be same receivers <laughs> that's that's the journey oh, um yeah but yeah i mean nathaniel hackett's got a chip on his shoulder now with the whole sean payton shit and how horrible it went last year it could work yeah. out in their advantage it could could very well work out in their advantage that's a very true statement i do believe that they're going to be good but they have a very tough division ahead of them oh yeah and i don't think the pats are going to go away lightly i think mac I think jones last is on place, pace man. I think really? last place. Yeah. I don't think so. I hate to say it. I just don't think so. Who's going there? Miami? I Miami, they don't really have a quarterback. And say what you want about Tua. I just don't believe in him. I, I simply do not. Yeah. I mean, you're not alone in that thought. I just feel like what he showed last year in a couple games, like I think he can make enough plays to make them a good team. I think that the Patriots are the worst team in that in that division. Like I would not like I would be surprised if they come anything beyond fourth. Really? Yeah. Cause just I'm just I'm thinking like the Bills are obviously gonna be up there. The Bills are obviously gonna get one, if not two. And then if the Jets play to their best ability, like if they played like they did the first half of the year last year, and they actually have a quarterback that knows how to throw the ball, you're looking at a team that's gonna be competing. So at that point it's like, okay, does Tua and all the weapons he has around him, does that work out? Or Mac Jones and, and who? Like, who's on the Patriots? It doesn't really matter. They play defense, and they run the ball really well. And if Mac Jones can just play the dump it, uh, you know, pop pass game, they'll do fine. To who? Like, my thought is they don't have any guys that I'm, like, getting up. Like, Devontae Parker? Uh Devontae Parker, not not a guy. Juju coming in potentially could Whatever. be a sub one for yeah. them, right? And you got some decent tight end talent. They they drafted a guy that looks pretty legit. It's going to take a little bit of time, but Ramondre just, Stevenson maybe. Ramondre was a dog last year. He finished top ten in the league in rushing yards. I mean, he's I know, but that's because they don't have a pass game. <laughs> well, they had no offensive plan. That's they have, true. They actually they have, have a coordinator what? this year. I'll they give them that. Co- okay. They have a coordinator. 
that Mac Jones has familiarity with and nobody's going to, you know, really put them or crown them. So it's easy to say they're going to be the worst team. I just don't think Tua is going to last. I think he's a ticking time bomb. That I can agree with. I think he's completely injury prone. So 100%. I, yeah, I don't know. It, if anybody's going to lose the division besides the Patriots, it will be the Dolphins, in my humble opinion. But I, I just I believe in the Dolphins a bit more than you. I think so. So we'll see how it ends up working out. You just like Mike McDaniel vaping on the sideline. I think that guy is funny. I think he's he probably funny. he's probably a good football coach, and also he comes from a lineage that all of them have ended up working out. Like everybody yes on no. that team. I mean, him and Sala were on the same team. I mean, right. 49ers. I mean, Sala hasn't done shit to date. Well, like Shanahan, McVay, Matt LaFleur, like they've all worked out. They've all won divisions. Here, the only way I could say the Dolphins would be a little bit better is if they signed Dalvin Cook. True. Which Who still isn't on a team yet, yet, correct? Still isn't on a team. Him and Zeke. No team. I could see Zeke, Dark Horse, going to Cincinnati. That'd be fun. Yeah, think about that. Did you see, speaking of Cincinnati, did anybody see the graphic that came out about the numbers of Kirk Cousins to Joe Burrow and how they're like almost identical? Are they? They're very similar. I mean, as like an annoying as Kirk Cousins is, Kirk Cousins is like he, if you look at him statistically, like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You can't deny it. It's just the way it happens is so like sloppy and wild when you watch Joe Burrow, it just seems so. And then maybe that's just like innate bias. Cause they're doing the same thing, but Joe Burrow does it at the right times. Kirk Cousins seems to do it at times where he doesn't need to. And then when he needs to, then then it's not working the way he wants it to. Joe Burrow. I mean, in his three, four years in the league has really proved to be like the next Tom. I mean, he's he phenomenal. is a dog. Yeah. So I'm not going to crown that. And, At the very least, like an elite, elite quarterback for years to come. He's won playoff games in his four years. So to to put the numbers up against Kirk, I mean, you're how are you going to say one's better than the other, right? So well, and and then that's I think the it's thing. too it's soon. Like, most certainly, but then, like I said too, it's like numbers are stats, and they're like inarguably correct. But how those numbers come to be is an argument, and it is not objective to be like okay. Yeah, his numbers are the same, but also, you know, they played in a conference championship. <laughs> like they, like they played in the Super Bowl. And it got, like it got robbed. It got robbed. That last year's conference oh, championship, they got that, robbed. Yeah. <laughs> watching once again, watching that damn documentary literally was a fucking joke. I'm like, there it is again. Fuck everybody. Calls get called. Calls get missed. I don't know what you're talking. About. Hometown calls don't get called. It's fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no clue. Now, Vince, Bears talk briefly. Yes. Does does Justin Fields throw for four thousand yards this year? This is a big topic of conversation right now. I'm saying yes. Really? The, the reason I'm saying yes is because if he doesn't, then you we can't do anything else for him. You know, You're going to be like, mad if he throws for 3,000 yards? I'm not going to fuck. I, I'll be happy no, if he I'll throws for over 2,500 yards. I'll be happy with that, too, yards. but I'm, I'm going blissfully optimistic. This offense looks good. I think they're going to be set up well. He's got 15 tight ends now. 15? Like, it, was, it feels like that one time when Ryan Pace just picked up every tight end on earth. Uh, 
Because they ended up, they ended up, obviously they got Tanyan. They ended up picking up Mr. Packer, which was very fun as well. Mercedes Lewis. Yes. I think Who started on the Jags, by the way? Well, I know. I just, in my head, it's like Mercedes Lewis, Packer. Um, I think, you know, he's got all those weapons. He's got three guys on the outside that you like to think he can throw the ball to. The offensive line's better. We'll see what the running game happens to be, but there's a lot of guys in that backfield, which is nice, that can share the the ball like I they can run any type of offense they want so if it doesn't end up working out this way it's like what else is there to wait for especially going into year three I believe in this Ryan I think I do so far it's looking good what about this Matt we'll see about this man I think yeah hey we can't we can't disregard right now that the Bears did just sign Yannick Ngakwe yeah and that is a huge sign I mean the guy no matter where he's been has legit put up double digit sacks every single season. I was afraid to say his name because I still I still don't know how to say it. <laughs> Yannick Ngakwe. There you go. The more you know. That's how you say it. There you go, people. Yeah. So he has put up numbers wherever he's gone. Now he hasn't stayed anywhere for more than a year. So he's clearly just a rental, but well, he started in Jacksonville, no? He did start. I'm not he's saying a he didn't pro start, bowler, he, I think when they went to the conference yeah. championship that year. He also but then played besides on the Colts. That, he was on yeah, he was on what the Vikings, he was on the Ravens, the Colts, the Raiders. He was he on a played, team. He played with Eberflus on the Colts. And I think yes. that's why ultimately it was like, all right, go get this guy because he knows my system and you just hope he's not a locker room cancer. That's the only hope. I I think there's enough guys there where it'll get figured out. And like especially with Edmonds now and and with uh, you know, Demarcus Walker coming in and, and those guys, I think, you know, if he comes in and he's it's one guy, it's gonna be like, All right, shut up and get out of here then. Oh, yeah. Now, in another light, though, Vince. Yes. There is a, a locker room cancer, plural cancers, going on right now on the south side of Chicago. You're right. And now we're going to flip to a little baseball talk because I just couldn't find a better segue other than this. I And I think that's a good point, but I think um, I think we need to take a, a quick time out and, and get a little hydration break going. Oh, my God. How dare I? Yeah, like, no, you're just I... going to run out on the field, play a whole nother sport without drinking some freaking liquid IV? That is crazy, dude. Who I mean, are you? Liquid IV got me through the bachelor party weekend. I mean, Very that true. that is truly it, and, and, and that is kind of this episode of a recap, and it, it truly gave a lot of us the will to go on. So if you're partying <laughs> festival season, whatever it is, word from our friends at Liquid IV. This portion of today's show is brought to you by Liquid IV. That's right. The hydration brand we've all come to know and love is with ya boys. It's festival, outdoor party, and adventure season, and proper hydration is essential. You don't want to miss out on the summertime activities while they're still here. Liquid IV will help you hydrate and stay in the game. I've been using Liquid IV for a few years, and I found a ton of uses for it. Uh, Going to sleep after a day-long soiree. This is the product that helps me rehydrate and recover. I brought them with me on hikes, long bike rides, vacations, and maybe most importantly, bachelor party weekends. The beauty of it all is that Liquid IV comes in a small, convenient package that you just add to a bottle of water and drink away. One stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the Taxi Squad podcast code. T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, no spaces, at checkout. 
That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using the promo code TAXISQUADPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Chicago baseball on the south side right now is an absolute fucking disarray. The White Sox at this stage of the game are an absolute shit show, to say the least. Barn fire, train wreck, whatever, you know, whatever saying you want to give a terrible thing. That's what they are right now. For the people that have listened to Taxi Squad for the last three years, you have heard us go through so much with this team. You've heard us be positive. You've heard us be negative. You've heard us with different coaches. When La Russa got hired, all that shit. And I know what this sounds like. I know it sounds like the definition of insanity, and it is. We and are. we will continue to do that. We are the definition of insanity on the south side of Chicago. There's no two bones about it. And with all that, it's just truly disappointing to see a franchise who was once great. We can say that. Once truly great. And we're still hung up on 2005. It's just almost to the 20-year mark now. And nothing's happened. And what was very... Very interesting was, and and this is kind of how I'll segue into the dysfunction, was Kenyon Middleton, a now Yankee, and the White Sox. uh, And then Lance Lynn even came out and said it, who's a former White Sox as well, after they just totally offloaded a lot of people at the trade deadline. Basically just said that that whole locker room is an absolute dumpster fire that there's no leadership guys fight all the time. People don't show up to meetings. There's no consequences. If you do show up to the meetings, I mean, Vince, looking at the tail of the tape right yeah. now, are are you surprised? No, um, not at all. And they give a little background. Keenan Middleton <clears throat> did an interview when he got after he got traded to the Yankees. So he's in the Yankees clubhouse. He got asked about it. He said, and just to lay it out, he said there were rookie relievers that were sleeping in the bullpen. Well, there's only one rookie reliever on the team. That is Mr. Gregory Santos. So he basically called him out. He said pitchers would often miss pitcher fielding meetings without any repercussions. And then, well, again, when they asked Lance Lynn after, he said, I'm not going to tell you. Because A.J. Brzezinski asked him, saying, like, hey, is this anything true? Is any of this false? Um, Lance Lynn said, I will tell you what was wrong. And then A.J. Brzezinski's like, all right, go ahead. And then he said nothing. So essentially, he insinuated everything he said was right. Does it surprise me? It does do a bit because it is a major league baseball team. You're like, there's no way. Like, they would just let you fall asleep during work and skip meetings and all this shit and just be be fine with it. But if there was a team that was going to do it, it would be the fucking White Sox. But if it you really perform, would. that's fine. Right, and Gregory eyes, Santos you, has. But if, if you perform, no, if you perform and you're a good dude and you get shit done and, and outside it, you miss a meeting every now and a blue moon, fine. Now, with all that, though, I just look at this and just go, okay, well, clearly the leadership is very poor, one. Or there is none. <laughs> there is none. And and that falls on the shoulders of Grafal, in my eyes. And I didn't and Rick think Hahn. that. And well, Rick and Rick Hahn. Hahn. But I yeah. never th- – but, but Rick Hahn wanted to hire A.J. Hinch. I'll give him that much. Yeah. And – Rick Hahn's not in the locker room, so I don't know how much blame you could give him, and I don't know how much his hand is forced to do something. I don't know how much his budget is. The White Sox could have looked at Bruce Bochy. Probably Bruce Bochy looked and said, I want nothing to do with that team. Yeah, I'm gonna that. go, I'm gonna go to Texas that has an unlimited amount of funds and a very good young team, and we're gonna build something. And that's yeah. ultimately what they've oh, done. Right and if you look at the record, yeah. they're killing. Yeah. So 
it's a very interesting it's a very interesting take that these former players have and ultimately i just don't know what to do anymore other than you just blow this whole thing up and you get rid of grafal and you get rid of everybody and the thing and is that, too mike is that's not even it that's not even all that happened there was also a report wait. that came out on 670 the score about Yasmani Grandal and Tim Anderson. Yasmani Grandal wasn't in the lineup at the end or before the All-Star break. He wanted to leave early to go with his family, I assume, on vacation. Um, they had a game that night. He wasn't in the lineup. He made it clear that he wanted to leave. Tim Anderson said, fuck him. If he doesn't want to be here, I'll pay for his flight, which is kind of a boss-ass move. That <laughs> is a boss-ass boss move. move. I'm not I'm not upset with that. Shout out to Tim but for also, that. That's the thing, too. It's like Yasmani Grandal is the oldest guy on the team, and he's the catcher. And he's not even going to be available to pinch hit if they need it. Like, it's that kind of shit where you're like, hey, man, you're getting paid enough. He's getting paid more than most people on the team. And he's like, well, I'm going to take an extra day for myself. It's like, your team sucks. You should be spending as much time as you can figuring that out, not being like, all right, time to go hang out with my wife. Like, you can't do that. There's a time for work. There's a time for play. And they get a whole week. Like, just wait one more day, man. I mean, listen, you you might have a vape case like ready to go, but at the end of all of this, you, you have to take care of your business. And if your business right. is to play, play a kid's game, then go do it. And chances are you can get paid and, and do anything you want at that scale of income. No doubt about it. With the money he's making, he definitely can. And also he knew when that last game was. So like he's like, oh, I'm not in the lineup. I'm just going to get out of here. It's like, no, dude, sit on the fucking bench. And watch your team and develop some leadership and camaraderie and show people what they should be doing when they're on the bench. It's like that kind of thought process where I'm like, they just think it's like a walk in the park. They go to the White Sox because it's easy, not because they want to win anything, which just like really grinds my gears, man. Well, we don't pay people. I mean, to the fact, we don't really pay a ton of people to do what they do and do it well. Well, we paid him to play. We paid yeah, him more than any one, other team. He had left. one good year and everybody else was like, yeah, have him. Right. And his his tale of tape was he was a great defensive catcher and he He isn't anymore. He is not and he can't throw people out and he's a one trick pony, he just hits home runs and that's it. Yeah. And no one even wants to walk him anymore because he's so slow that it's like whatever. So they're giving him the ball down the middle, he's missing. It's like that sucks. And also hilariously, as we're recording, he just drove in a run. So whatever. Hey. But like, yeah, but who cares? Um so disenfranchised to all this stuff. Um, but we're kind of burying the lead a little bit here, Mike. Oh, yeah? A little, a little chaos happened this weekend. Oh, some chaos definitely did happen this weekend. The White Sox were playing their storied rival, the Cleveland Indians, a.k.a. Garden, Guardians. And, uh, yeah, uh, there was a uh, throwout at second base. Tim Anderson put a tag on Jose Ramirez. Some words were exchanged, got up, and there was some... Uh, blows, little um, fisticuffs, huh? Little fisticuffs, so to speak. And man, it just was like a fury of fists. And Jose Ramirez caught TA on the chin, and TA just went down yeah. like a bad habit. To give you some background on this, too, because I did follow up on the story trying to learn a little bit more about this. So, if you watch the video and you see the tag, you're like, What did he do wrong? Like, it wasn't bad. Like, why did he get so pissed off? So what happened was the game before, Tim Anderson went to go tag a guy at second base. He pushed him off the base, tagged him. He was out. Essentially what happened. 
The Guardians took exception to that. They're like, fuck that. He shouldn't be able to do that. This is bullshit. So there's a little chippiness going. There's always been chippiness with the Guardians and the White Sox. That's how it's been since, you know, at least 2017, 2018. Um, this time, Jose Ramirez slides in. Tim tags him. Jose Ramirez, I think, is like, don't push me off the base, bitch. Like, you did that yesterday. Whatever he said. He gets up. They start arguing. Tim Anderson throws his glove down. The umpire, I don't know if you caught the umpire in this. He's like, fuck this. I do not get paid enough to do this. I'm going to back up and let them do it. Tim Anderson got a couple good body shots in. I'm not going to lie. He looked like he knew how to fight. But, like, Ramirez just wailing, throws that right hand and just yonk. Like, he definitely concussed him. Listen, if you get popped on the chin like that, that's a very sensitive spot to get hit if yeah. you're going to get hit in the face. And if Whip you hit flash. the right point, you're you're hitting the ground. And <laughs> that's ultimately what happened. And I, I do believe that, to be honest, sometimes this is nice to see in baseball. It makes you feel like these guys are human. They get a little chippy. The sport's always been this one where it's like it's not aggressive enough. Well, this was pretty aggressive. Now, Looking at we all love of this. the Odor Bautista thing, or like that one guy that laid the bunt so we can run over the pitcher. Like, I love that shit. I'm addicted to that shit. I love the game of baseball when it does get a little chippy, so I'm not opposed yeah. to it. Now, I do disagree with the suspension. So, Tim Anderson got six games. Jose Ramirez got three games, and I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. One dropped the other one. He got right. kudos in the sense of, I dropped that motherfucker. And with that, I don't know how they both just didn't get the same game. So here's three games for you, three games for you. You're both guilty. Just move on. I agree with you. I thought that was what was going to happen, but I have two arguments to that. Number one, Tim Anderson was the one that incited the fight for sure. I don't think it deserved double because it takes two to tango. So like that, I feel like that's probably where they came from. But the second thing, I think if there's a fight on the baseball field and one guy wins, he deserves half the suspension. Like, if you win the fight, you're like, congratulations, you get half the suspension. I think that's how they should do that. I think there should be some sort of reward for winning said fight. I, I, there I guess was. I he got half the suspension. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Now, what I didn't it's understand, awesome. how, why Grafal and Francona got suspended a game. That doesn't arguing make any sense. Arguing and shit. Yeah. It was, they went out and they were arguing and that's well, why that's they got what one I mean. game. It is what it is. Manager's what supposed man- to do that. Yeah. Manager is going to do what a manager does. This is why baseball gets the title of the no fun sport because guys do that shit. Yeah. So I mean no doubt, but they're they're gonna get they're gonna get suspended. One one of the funniest things that happened during this whole scenario, Eloy Jimenez. <laughs> Eloy Jimenez figures out how to hurt himself in the most ridiculous ways of oh, all of time. He does. It's like you watch the whole thing and you're like, oh, that was fucking awesome. And then all of a sudden you see Eloy Jimenez just bouncing around on the field with a hurt foot, and you're like, obviously, dude. Who else would do that besides you? Oh, he finds ways to injure himself 100%. I think that this guy has no business being on a professional baseball team unless he's just the one trick pony. Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to hit a home run and jog gingerly around the bases. He doesn't stretch a single into or, or a single into a potential double. If he gets a full-blown gapper, he'll just jog his way to second base. That's Never usually his thing. Never feel the ball again. No, and he can't field. So he he's horrible. The Cubs knew what they were doing when they got rid of him. They're like, yeah, get rid of him. He's a one-trick bone. He can't field, and he can only thing he can do is fucking hit. That's damn right. true. I mean, that's what we're seeing now, and 
obviously half the team's gone, and hopefully all those trades ended up working out. I did hear Joe Rogan had a reaction to this because he did like a fight podcast. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was, but they brought it up in his breakdown of the fight. He was like, damn, this guy's got that southpaw stance, and he's going into it, boom, boom, and then the punch happened, and he's like, oh, shit. Like I think that was everybody's reaction. Like We were at dinner, I think. Or something yeah, like we were that. At we were dinner, I was like, "Oh shit, fight broke out." Timmy Anderson just got knocked out. <laughs> it's like knocked what the, fuck? the fuck out. Like legit, he went down like a tree. It was a Mad Lib. I was like, "What are you doing?" It truly was a Mad Lib. Like he got popped in the jaw, just fell like a ton of bricks, and one thing led to another. Boom. Yeah, and that's chaos. And I think that was just a perfect microcosm of everything that's been going on. Things like this can happen to unite a team. Um, a lot of guys that are on the team now aren't going to be on it. I think it's safe to say that Luis Robert and Dylan Cease are going to stay unless you get some crazy package for Dylan Cease. Realistically, Tim Anderson's playing really poorly this year. He comes back for another year, you know, gets his value up, something like that. Well, he's yeah, a money. free agent. He's a free agent after this season, isn't he? Is it this season or next? You might be correct. I do believe it's next. If it's this season, then he probably fucked his whole entire contract. Well, the chances are he'll resign one more year, have a comeback year of Sox at the deadline. I'll trade him. And then because they just got one of the top prospects in all baseball to play in field. So that is true. I'm uh, I mean, and you can we can be hopeful for that. And I think that's the best way for us to be. But this is a situation again where you're like, hey, we need to rebuild. Is it's the best idea to rebuild with the same GM that rebuilt the first time? Like, no, it's not even the best idea to keep the same owner that we've had forever, but that's not going to change either. So it, again, definition of insanity. You're doing the same thing over and over and over again and expect different results. Like Colson Montgomery looks like a God. Something's going to happen where he doesn't work out. It's just how that works. Well, I pray to God you're wrong because we need the baseball gods on our side. Now, I brought this up on a podcast a few weeks ago. If they're wise, they look at, at Theo and say, hey, Theo, not Theo Vaughn, Theo Epstein. And say, Either. Hey. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be you're awesome. Like, you know, you just hitting bats, you know, they flying around instead. <laughs> Uh, No, I'm talking Theo Epstein. So Theo Epstein, if you're wise, you go say, what do you want to just make this team better? And he has some pieces there that you can build around. You let him do essentially what he did with the 2016 Cubs. It's just he he created a winner. And the Red Sox and all those. And the Red Sox. I mean, that guy, he's in his 40s and he never has to work again. that's, That's amazing to me. Now, with that being said, if the Sox are wise, they do it. Now, if they're truly wise, they recruit the help to some of the best fans ever to be a White Sox fan, dumb, in quote, and that is two gentlemen who operate the Taxi Squad podcast. Yep. Give us our shot. All right. Call us, dude. Give us our fucking shot. I think we deserve point. We talk about them enough. We know the fault. We know how to build a fucking winner. We've done it enough in MLB this show. Okay? No doubt. That's I, that's what I got about that. There's one thing that can bring our spirits up a little bit more. Okay. I'm up there's, to have spirits up. There's a team that rebuilt at the deadline that went and made a trade with the White Sox as well as a bunch of other teams to try to keep the best player in baseball and hopefully make a playoff run. 
after all that happened, they went 0-7. Yesterday was the first win for the Los Angeles Angels since the All-Star break. They are 1-7 since the All-Star break. And they are now currently in fourth in the AL West with a 57-58 and record. So we could be them. Could be them. I don't want to be the Angels. The Angels are horrible. Yeah. It, they're, they're destined to fail. It sucks for them too, man. Well, I mean, not only does it suck for them, but then again, they they definitely we we talked about this last week. They they just don't have the management style to really make it work long term. Right. Get Sosha back here. That's essentially what it is. But well, Sosha just, took him so far, but never really. I mean, you won a World Series. Yeah, one, and that's fine. You take one. I mean, and if that's the case, get Ozzy in then. I feel get like Ozzie a lot of back. people are clamoring for that. Well, at least Ozzy could bring in some sort of a culture and he's he done says it before. like it is too he says it like it's like it is for better i mean he or knows worse. the faults he knows the faults of this team in my opinion that oh you can listen to him every post game every single game he'll tell you that's kind of the beauty of uh, the whole thing he will 100 percent tell you and i think that's something we need right now i think that ultimately we need a voice that's no bullshit no nonsense you're not going to get away get away with anything and i think bringing back ozzy would be the most white Sox shit ever and i think a lot of fans will clamor to that i think he deserves his chance after he got paid a bag by the marlins but i don't know if that'll happen i think they'll go young now who is the manager of the giants oh what's his name handsome son of a kapler gabe get that handsome motherfucker running our team whatever it costs do it yeah but his first stint wasn't very good either though yeah but he's been doing a pretty good job since i mean you can't Maybe deny it's that the org. i think it is the org i think if jerry reinsdorf's smart he'll do like what he just did with the bulls he'll just bring in some new that was an oxymoron why was if it jerry reinsdorf is smart see that's the thing it's like you do you think they're gonna do that or do you think that's the best idea? Because it's like I think that they're gonna bring in a young guy that you know has a good baseball mind that's gonna be able to make moves and be smart about it. But I don't think that. I think that's what they should do. I think what they will do is bring in like freaking somebody stupid from let's say a Royals bench coach, for instance, or <laughs> maybe like a seventy-four-year-old like just after a DUI Hall of Fame legend in there that can't run, that's the most White Sox shit ever. It's not what they're going to do. It's what they should do. That's what I'm saying. We're smarter than them, dude. Well, I I know, and that's why I'm saying give us our shot to be a GM. We'll pick the right guy. Now, I do think the the management's going to change. I think Rick Hahn's going to be out. I think Kenny's going to be out. They've just been there way too long. Kenny's gone? He needs to. He loves and, his I mean, he hated Frank Thomas. Like, how can you be so freaking? Well, Gar and Pax, it was the same thing. If you look at it, it's eerily similar. It is yeah, eerily I, similar to Gar and Pax. Don't miss and them either. You don't miss them. But like I said, I think the Sox are going to do what they did with the Bulls. And Jerry's going to do what he always does. Oh, yeah, it didn't work for, 12, you know, 15, 20 years. Yeah. So now we're going to now we're just going to go bring in some new young guys who are good you know, GM minds and have done it before somewhere else. And then one thing leads to another, either that, or they'll get rid of Kenny, promote Rick Hahn, and then bring up like Chris gets to do it because they they're big on uh, hiring internally. And he's been doing a hell of a good job in the minor league system. That's one thing. I think that's one thing that we can hang our hats on. They have not been good at developing players, but 
what they the changes that they made in their minor league system in the last two to three years has been paramount in their success. And I feel like they're they actually have a plan now, which is a new thing that they haven't had in a long time. Well, it's a collective grouping to you can find all the talent. If you can't develop the talent, then it'll never come to fruition. Right. So how do you develop the talent to be better? And that's great. You could have everything, but if it's not developed, if you don't truly grow and have a true mentor program for these guys or call it whatever you will. And veterans that have done it and seen it before and will lead the team like that kind of deal. It'll never work with, with what's currently here. And I feel like, this is Groundhog's Day because I feel like every time of year over the past three years, we've had this same conversation minus yeah. minus the 2020 year where clearly it was an anomaly of a we season. We had an MVP. Even. We had a no hitter. Like, it was awesome. It was wonderful. And it was 68. <laughs> yeah. And and now we're, we're back at square one. So the White Sox overall, it, it's going to be a long time coming. Now, I mean, baseball – altogether is growing i think overall as a sport right now it's been pretty fun to watch the cubs are on an absolute heater i i'm still so surprised that they're still winning is it 10 in a row or 11 in a row now no i don't think it's that many but still i mean since the all-star break i think they're something like five and two or six and two something like that so i mean two games out of first in their division they passed the reds with having two less losses than them only one more loss than the Milwaukee Brewers. And that's a realistic opportunity that they end up being in first place at the end of this year. I don't know if they'll get to first place. I think they got a lot of competition ahead of them. Two games back. I think the Brewers are really good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I still, I still think it's the the Cubs are going to inevitably cub. They're going to do what they do. Yeah. I just, I, I hate, the feel I can feel it around this neighborhood and everything too. It's just the how oh, you live there. Yeah, Vince. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you live there and not like just walk around the streets and just go, man, this is bad. It's because I have an extra room that I can put my desk and all my music stuff in there. And then I just lock myself in. <laughs> <laughs> I just play my White Sox season and then will be the show. And I take, Oh, we won the world, world series. To- yeah. I won the world in series. My, my mind, road to the show guy. <laughs> my mind Vince runs outside. He's like, Holy shit. I did it. Yeah, we got Juan um, Soto on the team. We got Zach Wheeler on the team. Yeah, it's a whole thing that would never happen. Well, the Cubs, ultimately, I mean, if you do look at them right now, they're playing the Mets right now, and they're tied 2-2. So if they lose a series against the Mets, chances are that will be a help. Now this is their last game in this series. They, they, I mean, clearly got the best of the Braves. They took two of three in that series and then took the majority of the series against the Reds. So, you know, if the Mets could pull one out tonight, it looks good in our favor. And then they got the Blue Jays. And then the, the rest. Too. Yeah, the Blue Jays are real hot, but man, their strength to schedule towards the end, uh, middle of August, is pretty weak. Uh, to give that some context, it's the Pirates, Tigers, Royals, and White Sox. Yeah, teams that are trying to lose right now. Teams that are literally trying to lose. So August may be their month, but we have to remember we basically have all of September also. Yep. There's a lot of baseball left. Uh, I think a lot could happen between then and now, but if you're going to – if a team's going to get hot, just like the Phillies happened last year, this is the time to do it. And part of me feels like they got something lucky going on right now, which kind of concerns me. Well, hey, uh, Lorenzen just threw like a – uh, so many strike, 14 strikeouts. Did strike he finish the no hitter? Did he, he do did. it? First he did home it. start. First home start for him since joining the club. 
That's another team. The Phillies year Good over year him. have come on hot. In the second hot, half specifically. Hot, 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 Don't hot. look now, but they're 10 over 500. The only problem is the Braves are the best team in baseball. <laughs> yeah, but if they could pick up the wild card spot, that's where they're really going to win. And I think that they are gearing up for that right now. Truly you could see it, way. right? I mean, I could see it. I mean, right now, I think they're second in wild card. So they're, you know, they're poised to be in there. The Giants 62 and 52 tied with them. There's three wild card spots, so it's realistically possible. They're working it, babe. I think yeah. it's dope. They're working it. Well... I mean, Vince, it's going to be an interesting run to October. We're going to pay attention to all of it, as we always do. Hate to cut everybody short this week, but Papa's got to work, man. You know, it's it's just one of those difficulties that you got to deal with in life. Daddy's got to feed the kids. Papa's got to feed the kids and feed the pod. Unfortunately, this isn't the sole source of income yet. Now, (laughs) we appreciate all of you helping us get to that next level. And if you truly want to see see us get to that next level, then you got to subscribe. You got to like it. Like. You got to share it. Share it. And, and, and you really got to hit that download button. Download that, that, it, please. That, that download button means so much to us, you wouldn't even know. So hit the button. And you really know the drill at this point. You got a good man in your life, and it's either your grandfather or your father, who you may have made a grandfather close enough, right? So you got to share it with him as well because he's a good dude, and he brought you in the world. Maybe he introduced you to sports alone, right? So you got to share it with him. And then not only that, shave your face with Henson shaving, hydrate yourself with liquid IV, and as always, we'll see you next week. Peace.